But we're kicking off a series today called Faithful. And I don't know what you think of when you think of the word faithful, but I asked a bunch of our staff members if they would give me their feedback. And so somebody said waves. Our family was at the ocean yesterday and we were watching the, the waves crashing. My kids jumped in and they, they were part of the waves crashing toward the, the shore there. And, you know, you think about the faithfulness of waves just to continue on. Somebody else said someone who, who's unconditionally by your side, a friend, somebody that's just there. Um, somebody else said still being a Mets fan after all these years. Yes, I can agree with that. Difficult thing, but faithful. Somebody else said God's faithfulness. Another said songs about God's faithfulness. Somebody else said, I want to be faithful. Another said, fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. And lastly, somebody said, Jesus is called faithful and true. Now, one of the things that came to my mind was Old Faithful, that geyser that's in the Yellowstone National Park. And when it shoots up out of the ground, it comes flying out with with a steam that's 200, I'm sorry, 350 degrees and water that is 204 degrees. It comes up 20 times a day at least. Now, back in the day, I thought this was interesting as I was kind of reading about this. Back in the day, people actually used to take dirty laundry, and when the, the geyser was kind of on a little bit of a break there during the day, they would throw the laundry in, and then when the, when the geyser would shoot up and out, it would not only shoot up water, but also their clean, laundered uh, clothes there. Now, I think that's pretty amazing. Some of you guys might say that's kind of stupid. I think it's stupidly awesome. So I, I, would, I would be there going, that's really dumb. Let's go do it, because it just sounds pretty epic. But why is it? named Old Faithful because day after day, year after year, it is faithful to dependable, to reliable, to shoot up that water. And when it does, it comes up for five minutes at a time. It blasts the, the, the water 180 feet high and it shoots out enough water that would equate with what a family uses in three weeks time for those five minutes, just faithfully daily erupting over and over and over again. And today, I want to just come around this word faithful. It means dependable, reliable, unwavering. And my question for you and me today is this, when you hear the word faithful, do you think of God? When you hear the word God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, do you think of faithful? You see, there's people in two spots right now. Some of you are in the first spot. You are celebrating. You are like, when I say the word faithful, you're going, yes, God is faithful. He is good. He is awesome. He is powerful. You are celebrating right now. Maybe you're back to work. You never lost your job. Everything kind of went well for you during the quarantine. I've had some people say, you know, Doug, I kind of enjoyed the quarantine. Our family kind of hunkered down together and we did life and it went pretty well for us. I've seen all people all over the, all over the map on this. So maybe you're here today saying, yes, I feel emotionally like God is faithful and I can rally around that. But there are some of us who are in a different spot and we're kind of still in the valley of the shadow of death right now. And there's mourning or there's heartbreak or there's a provision that we need. Or maybe you're like a school a student and you're looking, I don't know what school's going to look like in the fall. Or again, you're, you're a couple that's waiting on a, a wedding day and there's uh, just confusion about when and how and, and if. And, and you know, I think so often you and I, in those moments when we are wrestling with maybe the loved one in the hospital or the person that we lost, there's this lack of emotion around this idea of God's faithfulness. And there's this wrestling, and if we're honest, some of us are just going, Doug, I hope God's faithful. I, I, I'm not here today to, to just you know, throw my hands up and say God's faithful. I'm really hoping that he is. I need to know that he is because I'm in a really difficult place. And so do you believe God's faithful today? And if you're in the celebrating side and you're like spiking your football in the end zone, declaring your, your, your victory right now, then man, that's amazing. I thank God for that. And I think some of you are there. 
But I think also if you're in the valley of the shadow of death today, then you need to come around this question, is God faithful? And the answer to this question is so important. It's huge, actually, for you and me. Because if you and I know God's faithfulness and cling to it, then there will be a peace and a joy and a strength and a hope that is absent when we are not sure if God is faithful or not. And here's what I want to do today. I kind of want us to, to dip our toe in the pool, so to speak. Next week, we're going deep. We're going to dive deep next week into the faithfulness of God. But today, we're just going to dip our toe in the pool. And I know many of you guys would say, you know, there have been times I didn't have time to jump in the pool. I didn't have the opportunity to jump in the pool. But I just sort of dipped my toe in, and I found refreshment there. And that's my heart for you and me today, that maybe as you kind of dip your toe into the pool of God's faithfulness, we'll just come around some refreshment in God. And so we're going to look at 2 Timothy in just a second And I just want to say to you, if you're not a follower of Jesus, we're so glad you're with us today. Thank you for coming to Drive In Open Air Church. And I hope today you will learn some things about God, that you will discover some truths about God that honestly changed your life. And some of you guys here today might say, it's difficult for me to believe that God is faithful because I've met a bunch of people who aren't faithful. Maybe that's part of what's going on here on an emotional level. It's like, I haven't been able to trust anyone in my life or so many people that I did trust let me down. They said one thing, did another. Maybe some, some of you would even say, for, for, for me, for, it was, some of them were Christians. And, and I'm so sorry if that's been your experience. And so I think often we equate God and the bad experiences we have with people with this lack of faithfulness. And so today I hope we'll, we'll discover and come around and celebrate something different and new. And so 2 Timothy 2.11 says this, Paul is saying to his buddy Timothy, who's a young man in ministry, he says, here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. Now this truth here, that you and I have like died with Jesus, the old part of us died, the old part of us is not now in control and in authority in our life anymore, that there's this new life, like that's something we celebrate a lot here at Living Word. We come around this concept that Jesus is making things new, that he's faithful to do that. And we have this idea that we are looking ahead to eternity, like, right, if the old us has died and there's this new us that will live with him eternally. But I think sometimes we struggle to remember that though that big promise is true, the little ones are true too, like the here and now ones. And maybe some of you guys have seen some life change and God's begun to work on your marriage or as a single person, work on your satisfaction in who God is. Or, or maybe you're seeing God just show up and give you a peace like you've never had before. And in that, I think you and I so often find that, wow, this is crazy. God's doing something new. And, and yes, there's this like eternal promise that we cling to of God's faithfulness. But man, the here and now, see, some of you so badly need to know that you are not alone today because God promised that you're not alone. Some of you so badly need to know that God is going to take everything you have gone through and work it for good because it doesn't feel like that right now. Some of you guys just simply need to know that there is hope beyond the current circumstances in your life. Some of you need his provision. Some of you guys need to know he's going to heal your heart that is broken. He says in his word that he's going to bind up the broken heart. And so today, I want us to come around this as we ask these questions. God, are you dependable? Are you faithful? Are you reliable? Again, some of you are saying, yes, this is my victory lap. I'm spiking the the football in the end zone. But others of us are saying, man, I don't know. I don't know. Will you, Lord, never leave me? Have you not forsaken me? It goes on here in verse 12. It says, if we endure, we will also reign with him. All right, I just want you to shout out the word endure on the count of three, okay? Because this is an important word for a minute. Ready? One, two, three. Endure. See, this word is so important as we talk about God's faithfulness because we recognize we live in a broken world, right? 
And we recognize sometimes we've got to fight and we've got to endure in the midst of severe hardship. And God says, as we endure, we will also reign with him. So think about that word endure for a minute. I love that because we're living in the real world with that word endure. You know, sometimes it feels like everything's all nice and polished and we can't relate to it. But Paul here is reminding Timothy that we have to endure sometimes in the midst of difficulty. That's living in the real world. In our church, we've got some uh, Italian-American households. Uh, My wife, her whole side of the family, man, strong Italian household. I'm a little bit of Italian, but they're a lot a bit of Italian. And so we were joking recently about that part in the Italian-American household, the part of the house where it's just off limits. Usually it's the living room. It's like right over here. And no one's allowed to go in there. No one can eat in there. No one's allowed to even look in there. Don't turn the light on in that room because, man, that's the living room. And there's this culture thing where this part of the house is just out of touch with the rest of the house, right? There's toys in the other room. There's kids running around. They broke a window, right? But then over here, you've got this part that just doesn't fit with the rest, right? Plastic on the couches. It's always really super taken care of and no one's allowed in there. And I feel like sometimes in life, in our experience with God, we are like sort of feeling like sometimes the word of God and the promises of God are, are like over here in this room that's not in touch with reality. But I'm here to tell you today that this word endure is right where we're living, right? This is right what some of us are wrestling with right now is enduring in the midst of hardship and hanging on in the midst of difficulty. And so we hold on to the big promise of eternity, right? But we also hold on to those promises and we enduringly hold on to the promises of peace. That Jesus is with you. That God's going to provide for you. That there is good still to come. I think for you and me, we have to think about this next verse as we lead into a a bigger promise. See, the next part here, it says, if we disown him, he will also disown us. And a verse like this makes us a little bit nervous, right? We start to think, oh no, if I have a bad day or a bad month or a bad week, like is God gonna disown me? No, what this verse is saying is that when you and I, because of the battle in life, the, the things we have to endure and the struggles that we sometimes have, when we wrestle with that to the point that we turn our back on God and walk away, that's when God says, okay, you've, you've walked away from me. You don't belong to me. But, but the beautiful thing is, is, I think Paul is urging Timothy, no, 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 never disown God. As you've, ta- if you, as you've heard us talk about, Nico Quintana passed away, and at the memorial, his mother got up and said, we do not give up. Giving up is not an option. And I think that's Paul's heart here is this idea of, no, we endure, we hold on. It goes on here, verse 13, incredible promise to you and me. And this is our clincher verse here today. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. I don't think that the word faithless is the best word here. The Greek word is apistumon. And apistumon means either unfaithful or faithless. I think the better way to understand this verse is like this. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. And so if you've been going through this quarantine period and you're like, man, I just feel like my heart's not as on fire as it was before it. I I feel like some of the difficulties have gotten to me. Well, he is still faithful. If you've maybe struggled with some things, you've let your eyes wander, you've let your mind wander, he is still dependable even when we're not dependable. If you're looking at a situation in your life saying, man, how is God gonna provide for us right now? I can't imagine, I mean, I got two weeks and my severance runs out, I don't know how he's gonna provide, I just can't see it. Guys, when we can't see it, he's still reliable. When maybe we've wavered a little bit in our faith, I don't know if anybody here feels like, you know, during these last several months, I kind of took my foot off the gas pedal in my relationship with God. 
still love them. I'm still headed in the right direction, but I slowed down a bit. I just want to let you know if that's you, God is still faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. Now, before we start misunderstanding that and going out and doing all kinds of stuff because God's going to forgive us anyway, we got to remember it's always best to honor God, right? It's always best for our own hearts to aim at faithfully following Jesus. But the beauty of it is, is God knows who we are. He knows we are dust. He knows we fall short sometimes. And when we do, he still says, I am faithful. So we have to ask the question, why? God, why are you faithful? I love this. This is beautiful. It says in the next part, for he cannot disown himself. He is faithful even when we are unfaithful because he cannot disown himself. Faithful is who God is. It's impossible for him to be unfaithful. It's impossible for him to go against his nature, which is faithful to you and faithful to me. He can't deny himself. Here's my guess. Some of you guys, when you hear a certain person's name, you think of something that kind of associates with them. Like when I, when I think of the name Nick Schiano, he's one of our guys here at church, I think of the, of the New York Islanders because he's, he's like crazy for them. When I think of my brother-in-law Seth, I think of a cheesesteak because he and I are cheesesteak connoisseurs and we have traveled far and wide to find the best cheesesteaks. When I think of uh, a guitar, I think of Dan Besher, right? Like there's certain words that just pop into our minds. And my question for you today is when you hear the word Jesus, do you think faithful? When you hear the word God, do you think faithful? When you hear the words Holy Spirit, Do you think faithful? Because that's who God is. He cannot deny himself. It is impossible for God to be unfaithful. Some commentators said this, if God were unfaithful even once, he would not be God because he cannot deny himself. He cannot disown himself. So I joked earlier about the Mets and I am a hardcore Mets fan, have been my whole life. And some of you have tried to sway me to the other side, okay? My man Jimmy back there reminds me almost yearly, probably several times a year, 27, baby, 27 championships. I respect that. I am happy for that. But I think back to my youth. I think back to my Uncle Grant holding my one hand and my dad holding my other hand and taking me to Shea Stadium. And I had a a Mets wristband on and I had my Daryl Strawberry shirt on and I had my Mets hat on. And man, that's who I am. I cannot disown myself. God wants you to know today, faithful is who he is. And we're dipping our toe in the pool today to find some refreshment. Next week is the deep dive. But today we dip our toe in the pool to say, yes, he's faithful. He's faithful. Life is hard, but he is faithful. He is with me. And so I'm going to celebrate God's faithfulness in my life. And so just those three simple words is your takeaway today. I need you to grab a hold of that. C.S. Lewis said that it's the job of pastors to get up in front of people and let them know things they already know but so easily forget, right? And so today, my job is to just remind you, God is faithful. What do we do about it? We celebrate it. We are going to celebrate that in just a minute as Andrew and Trent and Brendan come back up here. We're going to worship God together and we're going to celebrate the faithfulness of God. But what if you're in the valley of the shadow of death? What do you do there? You cling to the faithfulness of Jesus. You cling to it. You hold on to it, right? You say, all right, Every time I'm tempted to believe that this is never going to end, this trial's never going to end, our nation has no hope, my heart's never going to be healed, the provision's not going to come, I have no future. Every time those things come, you say, no, 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 I know the faithfulness of God. I'm going to cling to it. I'm going to hold on to it. It is impossible for God to be unfaithful. If you've been watching the stream, then you know uh, my mother-in-law was in a horrible place for, for many, many weeks 
She was in the hospital in Stony Brook, and she was in just a horrible place physically. She was on a vent for 12 days. And, and during that time, I said something that I hadn't planned on saying, but it just kind of came out. I, I started to talk about God's faithfulness, and I started to say, you know, my mother-in-law is on a vent. Um, after that, she, she miraculously came off the vent, but then she had two sepsis infections. And, and right around the time, she was right in the middle of being on the vent, and we didn't know which way it was going to go. We were desperately praying for healing. But I just said, you know what? God's faithful any way this works out. If, if my mother-in-law is healed, she comes home, man, we're going to celebrate the faithfulness of God. But if my mother-in-law is taken, Jesus is going to meet her and faithfully hold her in the midst of this time. And she will be healthy and whole in his arms. Faithful either way. And my wife wrote to her, her brothers and, and to her dad, they would have this texting thread and they'd do updates. How's mom today? What's going on today? She's, she's off the vent, but she's now got these two sepsis infections she's got to beat. And, and she kept texting this phrase to her brothers and her dad over and over again. Life is hard, but God is faithful. Life is hard, but God is faithful. We're living in the real world. We're not off in the living room where everything is nice and shiny. No, we're living in the real world, but God is still faithful. And we're going to celebrate that, that God was merciful and, and that she was at the 11 o'clock service today. And I heard she was actually walking on a treadmill this past week. I don't even do that. And here she is. Man, God's faithfulness. But that would have been true either way. And so are you coming around this concept of God's faithfulness today? Watch the peace. Watch the hope. Watch the joy. Fill your heart as you cling to it, as you hang to it right now in the midst of a difficult season. And if you're spiking your football today in the end zone saying, no, my God is faithful, I am emotional about it, I feel it, I sense it, I see it, then praise God for that. But if you're still walking through the valley of the shadow of death, cling to the truth. Emotions start to sway, but truth doesn't fade away. Emotions start to sway, but truth doesn't fade away. We go up and down like this, God stays constant. We go up and down like this, God stays dependable, reliable, consistent, and faithful. The greatest proof we have that God is faithful is that when you and I were lost in our sin, he didn't just shout from heaven, I'm with you guys, God bless, good luck. No, he came. He came. If you're not a follower of Jesus today, you need to know the faithfulness of God is Jesus coming for you, dying on a cross, a faithful God with his arms outstretched on a cross, then taken off that cross and placed in the ground. And he had said he was coming back. He had said he would rise back from the dead. And everybody missed it. Nobody quite knew what he was talking about. But he made that statement and he was faithful to come back to rescue you and to rescue me. And so if you want to put your trust in him today, I'm going to give you a chance to do that in just a minute. But be encouraged today, church. Whether you're excited today and you're on an emotional high, here we are celebrating today. Some of us are outside of our cars. Look how far we've come from several months ago. Or if you're still in the valley of the shadow of death and broken and hurting, God is faithful. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much that we celebrate the truth about you today. Regardless of emotion, regardless of situation and circumstance, we celebrate the truth that, God, you are faithful. I thank you for that truth. I thank you that there are some that are feeling that. They're excited about that. They're emotional about that. But there are others who can't quite grab a hold of those emotions today, but it does not change the truth that you are faithful. If you're in a spot today where you're struggling to believe that God is faithful, would you just cry out to him? Would you pray out to him? Oh God, show me your faithfulness. Show me your faithfulness. Come through, God. Remind me. And maybe some of you guys need to grab a hold of the, the history you have of seeing God's faithfulness. Maybe some of you need to grab a hold of somebody else's story of God's faithfulness and see how he is with you today. 
If you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to put your trust in him, you could just pray now with me if you'd like to. You say, Jesus, thank you so much for coming for me. Thank you so much for dying for me, for rising back from the dead, for showing and proving to me that you are faithful. And God, I thank you for the big promise that I will be with you in heaven one day because of this gift of salvation. But Jesus, I also thank you for the little promises, that you're with me, that I'm not alone, and that you will work good out of every bad in my life. Thank you in your name. Amen.